Hello and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, the 18th of December. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that, buddy. Might as well be us. Oh, so close. Last night's one of those nights that I'm not going to forget for a while. I felt like the money should have been mine. So they chopped two ways, first place. You guys know why I think it should have been mine. I was 89% Agnew. Almost every lineup I had had Agnew. I told you guys to play Agnew. I mean, five minutes before lock. Sorry if you didn't see it. Sorry that I didn't like do a video for it. I'm not sure I would have noticed that until the end anyway. I was like, wait, everybody's playing like Zay Jones and stuff. Now I did too, because there's no need to leave that much money on the table. I still left like $4,500 on the table. This was both my best lineup and a unique lineup. So I'm going to think and like, for the entire third, fourth quarter, all I needed was a couple passes to the wide receiver one and wide receiver two for the team that's behind. Of course, they caught them. Of course, when they throw the long bomb, the guy doesn't come up injured, right? Anyway, so it was very frustrating after likely had the, the great start, Agnew bomb, and then the guys who are out there all the time can't catch a pass killed me. Anyway, um, I'm not going to be too upset about it. I had a number of lineups that did pretty well. The other one that was kind of close relied on Aguilar. I couldn't believe we didn't see any Aguilar yesterday. I was disappointed in that. And then Etienne had an underwhelming performance. Uh, I don't think any of these other ones with Agnew were really that close. Yeah. Needed more from Parker. It's a whole different game script for the rest of them. So can't complain about them. But I can't complain about the one that I was complaining about. So, okay, for today's, we've already got a little bit of news. What was the report just like a few minutes ago? Let me pull it up. Because it sounded like some weasel words, first of all, but we got Geno Smith, like, doubtful or something, or, like, not officially doubtful, but going to be tough for him to give it a go or something. Um, Considered a long shot to play. So I'm just assuming that means he's out. Uh, we'll, we'll find out an hour and a half ahead of kickoff anyway. It's not like a big deal, 345, you know, I'll find out right after basketball locks. Um. So, yeah, I didn't do much aside from give Gino's projection to Drew Locke, who I assume it will be, who starts for him, and who is roughly the same guy. I mean, more of a passer, less of a runner, same upside. I don't know if it would change much of my game projections. Um, so I'm running two different versions of this, and the first one only gave me 2,000 lineups, so I want to run 5,000 lineups because I think that's where you start getting an approximation of a decent set. Now, if they do something weird, like if they start Mariota or if we get both Hertz and Drew Lock out, then I'm going to want to build 20,000 like I did last time. So I think you'll need four different tranches because SaberSim can't really do both the low dollar and the high dollar lineups together in my experience. So I think you want to do a low dollar tranche between like 35 and 45 and then a high dollar tranche between 45 and 50. And then of each of those, a unique hashed version. Now, I don't think a low dollar one, you probably don't need to do both a unique hashed and a non-unique hashed. If you're leaving 5,000 plus on the table, it's going to be pretty unique. You don't need to worry. If you're like leaving less than 5,000 on the table, that's where you need to worry about the geometric mean of your ownership to, to pare down lineups. Um, do I have anything else I want to say? Did I do any rules? No, I told you about the salary situation. Man, I hope Hurts plays. I got a situation going on in uh, best ball playoffs right now where I might advance in best ball mania four with no quarterback. If Hurts does not play tonight, then I need A.J. Brown to outscore uh, or not be outscored by 
DeAndre Swift by 13 points or more, which I think is pretty doable even in half-point PPM for A.J. Brown. I mean, obviously, the passing attack won't be as good. You'll see a ton more opportunities for Swift, but he'd have to have like two more touchdowns than Brown, and that could happen, but it's still hilarious that I might have my second advance with zero QB. And I tell you what, that's going to really pound a lesson home to me about quarterback bye weeks do not matter. Hey, if you're playing and you're like, oh, man, I can't take this quarterback because then there'll be one week where I don't have a quarterback. Hey, you know what's worse than one week with no quarterback? More than one week with no quarterback. You know what I mean? Don't take a random other guy or like no uh, wide receivers. You know, like there are lots of things that are worse than having no quarterback for one week, like not having a ton of dynamic running backs and wide receivers. So if your choice is a guy you know is going to smash as a wide receiver or a running back or a middling quarterback, don't take the quarterback. Just like with zero RB next year, I'm going to be a zero RB and a zero QB guy. You take a star QB and then you take a bunch of of like guys who are backups who probably wind up being QBs. Okay. So now that I've ranted about best ball, that's like, who knows? It's like, what is a season six of best ball at all? So nobody knows the strategy yet. That's why it's fun. I might win a hundred thousand dollars in the eliminator just because like nobody knows how to play the eliminator yet. And I don't know that I do, but you know, I benefit from nobody else knowing. Um, like for real, that lineup is my absolute best lineup. It's easily going to advance this week into the semis. And then once we get into finals, pretty good. By the way, the best ball mania lineup is a week 17 is all that matters. Okay. Back to today's sleep. I got, I got pretty excited. I looked at that a little bit earlier today. Yeah. It looks like I agree with this. The quarterback's captain, that'd be your optimals. Um, the obviously heavily duped optimals. So, um, AJ Brown, Tyler Lockett. If you, if I had left in, I, I think I, I don't know why I unclicked DK Metcalf. That was an error. I'll rerun this with DK Metcalf in later. Um, he probably Kenneth Walker should be in the mix. It's just that I don't really see the game script for him. He's kind of their running down back. And so like, it's possible they get out to an early lead with backup quarterback. I mean, if it's backup quarterback against backup quarterback, yeah, we definitely click Kenneth Walker, but he's just not going to be, I, I don't think the game script where he's optimal comes up that much in um yeah in the situation where uh uh Gino is out and Hertz is in. Okay, so yep, looks like we're getting to almost 100% quarterbacks right. 120 plus what was the captain percent? 65, so 185. So all but 3 out of 20 lineups have both quarterbacks in your optimal. That's how you should do it. Like if you want to build the winning lineup um, and you don't care about dupes. Now, the easiest way to get away from dupes is to not play Drew Locke, right? I mean, now I, I did put in an ownership. I thought I put in an ownership of 10 for him. Uh, I'm just going to get 25. need to make sure that the machine knows that everybody's going to know he's the starting quarterback. It's not going to be a surprise. Okay. Uh, yeah, we got a mega value as well down here at the bottom. The, the tight ends for... Seattle are priced like they are not going to play, but they are definitely the tight ends. And I mean, like it's, it's partially because Fant is so bad, but I mean, it's not really just that. Let's look up um, Seahawks snap counts just to make sure that this is the situation, but I've watched all the games, so I don't have to really worry that much about whether or not this is the situation. Tight ends. Pant, Parkinson, Disley, they're all out there. They're all out there a lot. 
Like, look at the number here. Like, this doesn't even make any sense. Math, the math ain't mathing, as the kids like to say. But like, fifty-six plus forty-six, that's one twelve plus forty. They're they're running out fifty more than fifty percent of their possessions are two tight end sets. So yes, Parkinson and Disley have not to date caught that many passes, but they are out there a lot. So could they fall into the end zone? Yeah, they can fall into the end zone. Like, I don't know, a tenth chance for each of them. So especially, I mean, like if it's a Drew Locke, what's he going to do? You're going to throw an amazing, you know, back shoulder pass to the corner of the end zone to DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett? Or are we going to get that like, ooh, it's a fake goal line, which the other team could easily stop because they're expecting it. But then we get like three tight ends rolling out and it's kind of hard for the linebackers to cover them still. Now, this does assume that they're at the goal line at any point in the game. But I kind of think that happens. It's not going to be that wet of a game or, or windy. These aren't like the best defenses in the world. And anyway, what what even like even at their current rates of points, like giving them 30 snaps. Yeah, I mean, I should even up Parkinson's projections, right? If he's at 10 points per 100 snaps and he's going to get three snaps, that's point th- or uh, that's three. I'm, I don't have him for three, right? I had him at 2.87. So, yeah, this is definitely not too much of a projection for Colby Parkinson. You could even round him to three. I'm putting three and just seeing if it actually materially affects the results. I didn't think it would, but, you know, it's fun to make custom projections. Okay. Uh, any, oh, yeah. Then I can do the same thing for the other guy. Disley. Disley is 7.4. So a quarter of 7.4. Point four. One point eight five for Disley. I think he was a little bit lower than that. One point eight five. Where's my Disley? Where's my Disley? Yeah, a little bit below that. So one point eight five. So I'm sure that these will be the uh, margins by which the slate is decided. But for sure, the dudes are going to be out there. They're going to be like available to catch passes that the pass thrower will be able to throw, which will be important on this slate. Okay, now let's go over to the. Lineups I would actually play. So none of those lineups are lineups I would actually play, probably. All of those will be heavily duped. I don't generally jam quarterbacks quite that much. Yeah. So this would have, what, 50% plus 145%. So 195% quarterbacks. All right. Well, hey, if I can get different without having to fade a quarterback, like this is getting different with more quarterbacks than the optimal. Okay, now let's see. What what was my salary range? 47 to 49.8. Did I fill full lineups? No, I did not. Not quite. So with Sheets Rule, that's about the range in which you get a full set of lineups. So I like to make sure my face space is being densely sampled. So I want to make sure that like when I'm building up my lineups to my 5,000, the salary range I consider is just enough to fill the 5,000. You know what I mean? So that I'm getting a sample every single part of the uh, salary range, because that's what you expect, right? You expect that you get this equal sampling, but you have to make sure of it. Okay. Anyway, so can you tell I've been thinking about statistical physics a little bit more recently? Okay. I know that's going to be just so exciting. Now, see, this is what happened. I told you that Drew Locke is going to be at least 25% owned minimum if he's the starter. So come on, don't you don't have to have 90% Drew Locke, I assume. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna not have I'm not gonna force him out of there, but I assume they were doing that because of the sheets rule or the yeah, the geometric mean of the ownership, right? So a lot of these lineups now with him at 50% might not count. So we'll have to find out. It might be a little bit wider salary range. That's what I'm expecting. 
And like I say, if Hertz is out as well, then you're going to need a mega salary range. And I will need your prayers for DeAndre Swift not to score infinity points because then I will be buried in my zero quarterback lineup for the playoffs. Otherwise, I mean, it's just an illness. Hertz will be back next week. I mean, honestly, that lineup has two quarterbacks next week because guess who the other one is? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be something for the best ball playoffs for me to come in with a gotta be 0% Aaron Rodgers or whatever and have him go for like five rushing touchdowns or whatever dumb thing he would do. Because you know he's going to make it all about him. So anyway, um, here's hoping for naked Aaron Rodgers week in week 16 and 7. Uh, okay, so do I have any other weird takes? I don't think you've heard all my takes for today. Play Colby Parkinson to get different. Um, and if you want to get different from getting different, play Will Disley because both of them are going to be out there. The equivalent amount, Parkinson's just a more talented catcher of the ball. And like runner of routes. I mean, if you've watched the two play, you know the difference between the two is Disley can go, hey, and Parkinson can go, run, 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 cut. There's a cut element to his game that I don't think is in Disley's game quite as much. Now now watch the actual game. Disley's going to have an amazing touchdown on a really nice cut where he jukes out a, line, a linebacker or something. But that would be the first time. I don't remember that, uh, that particular highlight from his best. Uh, okay, so have I said who? Yeah, I've said who the, the captains are here in the Sheets Rule land. Hurts, AJ Brown, don't play. Like, if it's Drew Locke at the captain, or, or like Drew Locke, who's the quarterback, probably play a lot of Philadelphia's offense, right? Because Philadelphia's offense, if Hurts is in it, you can see, like, this is my Geno out Jalen in build. If you want to, you know, you don't have time later today, you can build a bunch of cases. But anyway, I, I do have time later today. I'm, I'm just building this one for the to remind myself what it what it's about. Um, but my point is, if you got one good offense and one bad offense, don't pretend like you got two equally good sets of choices. It's going to be a beatdown. If I mean, it's not going to be twenty-four to twenty-one. I'll tell you that much. Like I mean, I assume the line is on the move towards Philadelphia, and I will make the line be on the move because with Drew Locke, they will not be scoring as many points, and I do not expect it to be as close. I expect it to be a blowout. Huh. But I still wind up with fewer points for all of Philadelphia's guys. That's weird. Except for the running backs, maybe? Yeah. Oh, except for the running backs. Okay. Yep. Makes sense. Wider game total. They'd be running the ball more. Ground and pound is more, more cases out of the total. Just not what I wanted. Okay. Um, Let's see what we got for flex exposures. Oh, I hate how much Saberson likes DeAndre Swift tonight. Stop it. Don't give him any points. Don't give him 13.39 points. Although, actually, wait. What are we projecting for? Let's go top to bottom. A.J. Brown, 17.7. All right. So as long as A.J. Brown can hit half of his projection, it'll be a no-sweat advance. Please just have Hurts be in, and then I don't have to care about anything, and I don't have a zero QB week. Uh I'm sputtering here. I don't really have anything to say besides you should play. Uh, it looks like there's plenty of sheets rule lineups here. So I probably am mostly going to play those. If you're the, the reason I build them both is to get a sense of what the field's going to do because 50% of the field doesn't care about sheets as rule. And so that's why I built the other lineups is to make sure like amongst those, these still look good. 
but yeah, today there's just so much value that I, I don't have any problem with this set of lineups. I would play more. That's kind of the thing I'm thinking about yesterday too, right? Like the reason I didn't play more lineups is I'm driving home from the beach and making lineups on my phone in the car. Like, oh, that's not the, that shouldn't ever be the constraining factor. I had, I had an angle. My angle was Agnew. Should I just like, you know, I should pull up Sabersim right quick. Mass produced five lineups, 10 more lineups, popped them out. Maybe one of them is the winner. Having them all be hand builds, maybe that caught me in some sort of a mental correlation corner or whatever. Regardless, we're chilling out. We're letting that $300,000 go. Hey, could have been a million. They do show down millionaires. So it would have been kind of bad luck to win that $300,000, which I don't feel obviously like that's bad luck. Congratulations again to the winners. Let's let's wrap it up like that. Congrats again to Standish and uh, Whoop for your win yesterday. Remember, everyone, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. Some days it's them, but some days might as well be us.